This is Papa Bear. Put out an APB for a male suspect driving a car of some sort, heading in the direction of, you know, that place that sells chili. The suspect is hatless. Repeat, hatless. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Of course, that quote is from the episode Homer's Triple Bypass. Was that was that the one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in the very beginning. Is it the bad? Oh yeah, because they're in the yeah. That's one of two episodes we'll be talking about today. The other episode, of course, being Lisa's first word. Correct. My name is Greg. My name is Alan. And this is, of course, two bad neighbors. Of course, the complete and comprehensive encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons seasons one through ten. And if we go any further, it'll just not be very It won't complete. be comprehensive and encyclopedic. No, it'll, it'll just, just be, be sadness. It'll just be two guys complaining for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, two sad neighbors. That's what, <laughs> that's what it'll be called. Oh, God willing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's in the future. That is in the future. We're going to talk about the present. Yeah. Uh, first things first. Do we have, um, do we have any email? Any, any no. fan mail? No. I have one small correction. Uh-huh. Um, in the previous episode, we were talking about the episode, The New Kid on the Block. Right. And uh, I kept calling it New Kid on the Block. There is a the in oh, the title. Is there? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, oops. Okay. It's really small. <laughs> That's but a very it's small a, correction. It's in the correction. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. You're welcome. That's the end of corrections and omissions because yes. we are just nailing we're this. We're so good. Yeah. Absolutely. freaking lutely So maximum accuracy. <laughs> right. Oh, hey, Jason Memel's here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a brand new guest on the uh, podcast today. Um, the what artistic director? Yeah, <laughs> is, of, is that what you call it? Is that what you call it? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah all right. Generalissimo uh, <laughs> of uh, of of Calgary's Sage Theater. Uh, Mr. Jason Memel, how you doing, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. You are a first time guest. Yes. Long time listener. listener? <laughs> Insert awkward pause. Uh, rats. Oh. Have you never heard an episode? <laughs> Another uh, awkward pause. <laughs> Another awkward pause. Okay. Well, then I guess we should tell you what's going on here. Uh, we did just watch two episodes together, and that wasn't like, you know. That wasn't for fun. That wasn't for fun. Oh, I, I guess this part. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, we're going to approach this from a completely academic standpoint. There will be no more laughter from now for the next 90 minutes. Okay. All right, good. So, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> oh, phew. Yeah, what's... I got, I, yeah. I got I really giggles. nervous. Yeah. My, my giggles were just percolating <laughs> under there. Yeah. Uh, so, the very first thing that we do with new guests is ask them, what's your story? It's a little segment we like to call, what's your story? Yeah. Uh, what we mean is, in regards to your history with The Simpsons, uh, what's your story? What's your story? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I was kind of saying this when we first sat down and started watching. Uh, these, these episodes particularly I had seen dozens of times in circulation on, uh, like, you know, after school kind of thing on mm-hmm. a, every, every weekday. Um, and I think that, for me, The Simpsons was, was simply that, like, uh, it was part of the, part of the, like, TV tapestry, I think that we all kind of grew up with in the like '90s, uh, '80s, '90s, and uh, uh, so yeah, it, like I think 
and again, I'm, I'm sure people have made this observation before, but the thing about The Simpsons is that particularly from somebody from somebody in our age demographic, I would see references in The Simpsons before I would see the thing they were referencing. Yes. Um, yeah, we've we've uh, talked about that many times. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Can you think of a specific example? Uh, uh, I mean, I think the the famous one um, is the uh, um, the cupcakes that he's reaching up for that yeah, are like from the Clockwork Orange. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, that like you ha- and you have this moment when watching the movie where you're flashing back to something, <laughs> with, like when you flash back to the parody of the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's it's an odd feeling because it it at w- at one point makes you feel like you're now plugged into the hmm. whatever it is that you're that they're referencing, but at the same time you're having a hard time taking the serious thing seriously because mm-hmm. you're flashing back to the parody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like listening to Weird Al before you listen to what Weird Al was mixing. Yes, you know? which is also something I experienced mo- more often than not. <laughs> I heard many Weird Al parodies before the actual songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, that's my life. <laughs> my, my childhood was filled with parodies of things that I didn't know existed. And so I thought they were just really funny. And then I found out they were thieves, in a sense. <laughs> But isn't My that dreams were shattered. <laughs> aren't we all thieves, really? Yes. I know I am. <laughs> Whose wallet is this? <laughs> Got your wallet. <laughs> uh, so do you have a favorite episode, would you say? Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I was talking about it earlier. The, um, the Who Shot Mr. Burns episode is, mm-hmm. for me, it's, it's pretty high up there. Um, Parts one or two, or do you consider it... Uh, I consider two it parts a, whole. Of a whole. Yeah, right? exactly. Like Kill Bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though part two is better. <laughs> well, it has all the it has all the exposition or not exposition um plugging in. Like everything else that everything they reference means, yeah. gets paid off. Yeah. Um yeah, that would probably be but I mean it's it's I meant hard. Kill Bill oh. volume two. I find that much better. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um just because I find volume one kind of boring, actually. Except for like, of course, the big showdown. Well, that's the problem with having things in parts is that you can't have a cohesive story in one part if it's supposed to be one big story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same problem the Hobbit movies had. Yes, yeah. very much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and like especially so because the, the, the even the conception of the Hobbit movies is all about paying things off for later. Exactly. You know? But the, the whole idea of uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns, um, I actually really love the first one because mm-hmm. it's all Burns just being a dick. And, it's and everyone getting motive to yeah. shoot him. And I, I find I find that the rare part one that is actually just as good as the second part. Yep. Right. Um. Because like Homer's like Homer's motive is so funny. It's <laughs> so funny that it just carries the like that in itself just carries the entire episode. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> who is that nincompoop? Who is that dunderhead? <laughs> <laughs> Who the devil are you? <laughs> <laughs> that because yeah, by the time he says that, it's such a payoff yeah. for like everything that he's been experiencing. Up oh, to that you're point. dead, Burns. Oh, you're dead, Burns. You're dead. You <laughs> <laughs> could never <laughs> remember my name. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's you know that's the thing. Actually, the thing about Homer too, and because you're saying what my favorite episode is, it is really hard to pick because they are like. Especially the that golden age is all so good, mm-hmm. you know. Even even a down like a, a not great episode is still watchable. Like it's it's completely consumable. And so I I have a hard time uh, ranking them. That mm-hmm. it's it's almost for me like they're almost all all part of just one long continuous movie. You yeah. Know, or one con- long continuous tapestry of yeah. It's um like it's 
it's a really that's a really excellent way to put it because yeah like it like a like a really long movie like um like a movie like the deer hunter or something like that right that's like three hours long the deer hunter rolls right that has like ups and downs lulls and like peaks and, and valleys peaks and valleys yeah mm-hmm. absolutely um so does the simpsons right so yeah. does simpsons golden age from seasons three through eight right it's like um wow like this is a really great episode but it's like let's bring it down to have a little bit more sentimental time let's mm-hmm. have it a little a little less jokes and then of course there's like the way valleys which is a clip show um <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. just that's just the you know strain on the animator's wrist showing yeah. uh <laughs> you well, can't I mean, make the south koreans animate so much i think uh we even <clears throat> saw that in these two episodes like i think we see we see one that's like a, a huge emotional valley you mm-hmm. know what i mean uh, mm-hmm. that was still like st- there's still lots to be laughed at. There's yeah. there's a and you're talking about Lisa's first word, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's plenty to laugh at in that. I'm always surprised at how much I laugh in that yeah. episode and how much there's actually how many iconic, hilarious bits there are. Not the least of which is the can't sleep clown will eat me, mm-hmm. which became a like a meme in a t-shirt in mm-hmm. and of itself yeah. in the '90s, right? Uh, did you ever see that t-shirt? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Is it, was, it just like... Is this this can't sleep, clown will eat me, getting smaller and smaller and smaller? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that there, there's, a, there's an emotional, like, there's emotional punch to that episode, even though it's funny. And then you've got the, um, the second one, uh... Homer's, tri- Homer's Triple Bypass. Homer's Triple Bypass, where, um, it's arguably, like, could be as serious, if not more serious... Yet it's it's actually much more madcap and silly, mm-hmm. you know. And and even though like Homer's potentially saying goodbye to his family, and that last scene is like him, you know, weakly waving to a to a tearfully happy family, you're not really like feeling it the same way. And I think I I, I don't think that's a mistake. I think that's like the the tone of the episode. Yeah, you know, like it's hard to make us depressed for Homer, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, although I guess even arguably like. The Lisa's first word, uh, the part of what the gut punch is there, is is has is connected with Homer. But it's not, I guess, Homer by his nature is oblivious. So you can't you can't sympathize with him the same way you can for the world around him. You know. I suppose um, that could that that could be true. I think in in Homer's triple bypass though they um they it, it's it's very very like sympathetic towards Homer because like he's this simpleton right yeah who never really understands what's going on around him until someone directly explains it to him right and sometimes like, not even that yeah could you dumb it down <laughs> on shade right um and when he finally does realize he has to say goodbye to his kids like he did that's one of the sweetest moments in Simpsons history it's like mm-hmm. his kids telling him what to say to them mm-hmm. right this is what they need to hear um, and that is a sweet moment on par with anything in Lisa's first word, which yeah. is one of the most sentimental and, um, beautiful Simpsons episodes I've ever seen. Um, so I think it's very easy to sympathize with him just because he's so, he's so simple. Right. Right. I think maybe, I guess what I mean in terms of sympathy, like that, that it, between these two episodes for me, like the Lisa's first word episode, maybe because it's, you're, you're constantly seeing, the world around him and his family and like, and that whole emotional interplay. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in, in, uh, uh, Homer's triple bypass, be, because we're more in Homer's head, mm-hmm. um, I think it's harder for the emotions to be 
overall throughout the entire episode to to uh, to land as deeply mm-hmm. because because we're actually more since we're in his head we're actually more experiencing like uh, we're more on the, on the side of of exactly his simpletonness you mm-hmm. know um, like his his desire to try to like sign that life insurance policy even though he's in the middle of a heart attack like. We're, we're laughing at that. We're not finding it depressing. They picked a you know? really, I think they picked a really good way to go with that episode where yeah. it's just like, let's make this, let's make this madcap, like you were saying. Yeah. Let's make this funny because if we don't, it's going to be depressing. Yeah. Right? Let's, let's add some of those sweet Simpsons notes into there. Um, cause if we don't, it's going to be, it, it's, we're, we're going to make people really upset. <laughs> right. So that's why it's Homer's triple bypass and not Marge's. Mastectomy or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look out for season twenty-eight one. That will probably be a plot point. I yeah. mean, they'll then they'll give it away like a year in advance. Yeah, because that's <laughs> how they roll these days. Anywho, fuck you, Algin. Anywho, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's talk about Lisa's first word. Let's do it, shall we? Right. Do you have a TV guide I synopsis? I do. I do have a TV guide synopsis. <laughs> it took me a little while to find it because it's not actually on Simpsons Archive. Oh. Um, while trying to coax Maggie into saying her first word, Homer and Marge talk about how Lisa spoke hers. That. Wait, so wait, I have a different TV Guide synopsis. Oh, you do? Yes. Maggie, Elizabeth Taylor, speaks, but not before the story of Lisa's first word is recalled, as well as how the 1984 Soviet Olympic boycott hurt Krusty. Other voices, Julie Kavner, Dan Castellaneta. That's better. <laughs> I love TV Guide. Yeah. <laughs> This was an IMDb. Ah, uh, of yeah. course. I'm trying was a, to pull one over I me. I think that was 140 characters. <laughs> that, was a, tweeted it. that was that was a tweet synopsis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tweet synopsis. Both no. very concise, though. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is something that we like to do, is just read the TV Guide synopses because they're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the choices they make are often very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they bill Elizabeth Taylor 100% first, <laughs> and she yeah. says one word. It's literally one yeah. word. One word, and... It breaks my heart. <laughs> well, and you know, it, but it's we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, it is kind of amazing that they get Elizabeth Taylor. You know, well, they got like, Elizabeth Taylor for the for the season finale. Krusty gets canceled, right? right. Yeah. Um, and they recorded it while they were doing that. Oh, okay. So, yeah. can you can you just say one more thing for us? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, Matt Groening didn't like it. Well, apparently she was too sexy yep. when she was saying daddy. I mean, she's Elizabeth Taylor. So they had to give her lots of different takes. Yeah. And then there's a urban legend that she eventually said, fuck you, and stormed out the studio. Um, from what I understand, the, the reality is she said, jokingly, fuck you, in Maggie's voice. As like, you know, like a fun little joke because she kept having to do so many takes. That's but did funny. not storm out of the studio. It was oh. just like a little jest they had. That's fine. And then it got blown out of proportion. <laughs> I'm surprised but, uh, that, that that like has not been leaked somehow. The uh, the <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor, Taylor Maggie, yeah, Maggie yeah. saying "fuck you." Yeah. yeah, they're pretty good about that, keeping that stuff locked down. Yeah, I mean it's Fox. Yeah, they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like, if you ever like try and find a YouTube clip of anything on of, from The Simpsons on on online, it's like it's a it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking nightmare. Like, yeah. um, I. I'm lucky, like, I got lucky enough that it's like I can find the nerd clip because it's so short, right? When right. Homer pulls up in the car and yells, nerd! 
Uh, I use that all the time on YouTube when someone says something really nerdy. I just Good. like I just go away from the conversation for about a minute and then come back a minute later and push the button. And it's nerd. A, yeah. Did you get a load of the nerd? Pardon me. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I think you've actually done that to me. <laughs> oh, I definitely did. Yeah, during Spark Extinguished. Yes. When we were, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason directed Alan and I in a play called Spark Extinguished. It was the first time Alan and I acted together on stage. And I think yes. it lasted for 10 lines. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We've known each other for how long? <laughs> like a decade? At least, yeah, at least yeah. 10 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we've acted together on stage once, yep. and we're both actors, and it's... We went it, to the same university. We went to the same university. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Never before, yeah, never before and never again. No, no, I it was it was a terrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, uh, I, I, I refound Ashley, uh, had typed up all your Twain notes. <laughs> oh no, because <laughs> he'd be writing at the beginning of every, uh, yeah, every I just said every episode, but yeah, <laughs> like every episode, of yeah, play. like the, just the, the Twain thoughts, like, <laughs> oh my god, I. <laughs> I'll track them down and maybe like we'll we'll append yeah, them to this episode. You should, you should uh, yeah, you should send those to me. Like, <laughs> I can't recall what I wrote. <laughs> Twain's brain, I think, was Twain's the, brain. Yeah, was the header. And um, what was it? The, the thing we wrote on the chalkboard. Mm. Johnny something. <laughs> Johnny something. Yeah, I don't know was, what you're talking about. We like it was in the it was on the chalkboard in in like the university. I was like we would always write. Oh. Johnny something part four or something. Do you remember what oh. it was? Yeah, like we were tra- we were coming up with like a movie title like, or something. Yeah, really, yeah, like really movie. stupid movie title. Like, <laughs> ah, oh, fuck, I can't that was remember. Our, that was our own chalkboard gag. If yeah. You will. Yeah. yeah, we we had it. Any that brings us back on track That's to right. the Simpsons. <laughs> Nicely uh, done. <laughs> I picked up on that one. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go through Lisa's first word, which happens to be my favorite episode. Congratulations. Yeah, we got there. We did. We made it. I'm oh. done, by yeah, the way. Greg is going to leave. Yeah. It's uh, just one bad neighbor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's over now. Um, <laughs> I think you wanted to bring in James for the rest of this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, James. <laughs> if you're listening. James, sub in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We um. I don't think we've actually promoted this at all, but we should probably mention that we have a new podcast premiering in about a week. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's going to come out in, uh, sorry, four days. It's going to come out. Do you have the date on your watch? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like, I can't check the. No, I just date. do. The, I just do mathematical. <laughs> yeah, you just, you just yeah, I look just, at your watch whenever you're talking about time. Yeah, I mathematically think. I am. It's like so. It's um. It's it's <laughs> one thirty-five right now. So mathematically, position it's the eleventh. Yeah. And the position of the sun outside means it's coming out in four days. Great, I yeah. just figured that out in weird... less than three seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 84 hours from now. Yeah. <laughs> I am a genius. You're, yeah. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, no, we have a new podcast coming out uh, starring myself, Alan, and... James Wade. James Wade. James ah. Wade is back. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, if you're familiar with our old podcast, The Cinepals, uh, you can forget about them. They're dead. Yeah. They killed dead. them and tossed them on the side of the road. That's right. Now they're synetnemies. Synetnemies? Synetnemies. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They killed each other. That's some fancy word I never In a heard duel. <laughs> In a duel. Yeah. A duel but, to the death uh, that involved rapiers. Through the ashes of the Cinepals rises our new podcast, which will be a three-person podcast, all about terrible uh, movies mostly, but also anything we can think of that was supposed to be good, 
that was bad. Yeah. Huh. Like franchises that were supposed to be franchise starters, but for some reason they dropped the ball. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is called What Went Wrong, and it premieres. This podcast will be coming out today, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. As long as you upload it. Yeah, I will. Uh, so I thought we were going live. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. No. This is as close to live Terrible as we strain can get. On animators' wrists. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, and it will be coming out on uh, March uh, March fifteenth, and it's called What Went Wrong. And our first episode is about John Carter. Ah, the film. Oh, that's <laughs> the, cool. the film. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a guy not named the person. John. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, not the person or the novels. Uh, and we try and uh, dissect why on earth that movie failed. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just going to k- take a quick moment here to say that Sage Theater might want the uh, this gang then to help us with the project, um, and I will detail that offline. Oh, Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's <laughs> fun. Um, all right. Uh, anyway, back on track. Once back again. on track again. Yeah. Um, Lisa's first word. Lisa's first word is. A flashback episode. Very much a flashback episode. It is... It is this the fourth one? So much fun <laughs> to see them before Lisa is born mm-hmm. and to see little Bart, Bart in his Bart little Bart as an only child. Yeah. yeah. And... We're like that apartment of theirs. Their apartment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the Lower East Side. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to go play some stickball? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Certainly. 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 It's an arcade game. <laughs> Stickball, the arcade game. Oh God, <laughs> I'd play it. Yeah. I would too, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for a, a quarter. Yep. Yeah. That's all it deserves. Yeah. I feel like it, it, it would have like one of those balls that they have in like in those golf pro oh, games. Oh yeah, they have to roll. You know, you have oh, to roll. totally. Yeah. Yeah. I hate those things. You have selected <laughs> power, power drive. drive. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I'm on the putting green. <laughs> you are in parking lot. <laughs> would you like to play again? You have selected no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like their their apartment, like I I think it's it, it's actually it feels almost like a shock to see the Simpsons outside of their home. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, like even more so than than Homer with hair. Yeah, I <laughs> I find it really really interesting because like there's a lot of origins here, not just in Lisa's first word or Maggie's first word for that mm-hmm. matter, um, but uh, also Bart's first word, which was Icarumba, and um, <laughs> and the the or- their house. yeah the origins of the house on Evergreen yeah. Terrace, like it's 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 really great, and you get this this really really awful cynical view of of Homer and his relationship with his father, (laughs) which is just kind of painful because as the episode details, uh, Abe Simpson did something that's very much out of character for Abe and very much like uh, uh, an attempt to reach his son, right? By uh, selling his own house and cutting his son a check for a down payment on Mm -hmm. theirs. Uh, and so Abe was supposed to come and live with them, and then Homer, three weeks later, ships him off to the old folks' home. <laughs> and they just, and the Simpsons family Laughs. just cackles yep. with laughter as it fades to black. <laughs> How did that make us feel? <laughs> uh, well, I think I, it's it's one of those things with, uh, like, I mean, it, the 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 point of the joke is pretty clear, but I think the the, the other side of it, too, is that if you know Abe at all, you're actually not surprised they would have shipped He's him pretty off. Pretty insufferable. Like, yeah, yeah. So there is that. Like there is maybe that sense of like that uh, maybe they were they were surprised they lasted three weeks. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> Maybe I think be... it's also like a kind of just a general commentary on America. Yep. And how yeah. that's just how they treat their old yeah, how, folks. How they deal with the elderly. Yeah. 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 Oh, and, yeah. And totally. like the the laughter at it is just like we shouldn't say like, just America though. Mostly. Mostly America, yes, but a lot of a lot of Canada a lot of, does yeah, that too. Of course. Yeah. Because I mean, we're basically America light. We're America's hat. That's right. <laughs> Northern Montana, all tucked away down there. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give them hat hair. <laughs> yeah, take that. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I. It's a. It's. I mean, like. I think what's interesting is like of all of the origins and all the uh, the serious feels, I don't. I never actually felt sad for for Abe. Like I was like, it was just no. to me, it was, you're like, yeah, okay. He's <laughs> also because like right before that, he like, you know, he's trying to get pity, and then he's like, I oh. built this house with my bare hands. Like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You wanted on a crooked fifties game show. I ratted out on everybody and got away scot free. Then <laughs> <laughs> they high five. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Like, that's just like another pin in the. You know, Abe is a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's also like a very like father like son quality there. Like, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. If if that was if 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 situations were flipped, yeah, Abe would have done the exact same thing. They can't (laughs) stand each other. No, no. Like they really can't. And why would they? Right? Abe was never a good father. No, not once. Especially when you see the flashbacks. Right? This is the only time that he's ever shown even the slightest bit of compassion for his son, um, which I'm really not cool with. He's just, <laughs> he's, he's just the worst. Like in the, if he wasn't so entertaining to watch, I would say that he's worse than Mo. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. But luckily for Abe Simpson, he is extremely funny. Yeah. And, Dan and no one's worse than Mo. No, and no one's worse than Mo. Yeah, uh, so I no. just actually watched Lisa on Ice oh, the yeah. other day, and that's one of like one when of he the comes into the yeah. house. He's like, yeah. "Hello, any injuries? Yeah. The sports, <laughs> the betting community doesn't know about. Like, come on, let me see those arms." <laughs> yeah, they're gonna take my. They're thumbs. gonna take my thumbs. <laughs> I really, really like it when they do that with Mo because like they're not looking for sympathy, right? Yeah. They're they're looking for you to say good. Yeah. You're the worst, and this was really funny. You've had it, co- you got it coming. Yeah, you yeah. have it coming. And I, I, every time he's like, he's like, oh, I guess it's suicide for me. I'm like, <laughs> I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> You've done this to yourself. Yeah, yeah. like because he says he's gonna like jump off a bridge or put his head in the oven or something, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, <laughs> go ahead. We're yeah. fine with this. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I'm uncomfortable how fine I am with this. <laughs> You've inured me to your pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So anyway, the uh, the origin of Simpsons House has a great little uh, series of gags leading up to it with the oh. perspective. <laughs> what is it? Stinking Fish Realty? Yeah. It's like, with a name this bad, we've got to be good. <laughs> this one just came on the market. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back. In the, in the colorfully called The Rat's Nest. <laughs> That's the only neighborhood they can afford, and that's yeah. in their price range. Oh, my God. <laughs> right next to the rendering plant. Oh, yeah. Once you, uh, once you get used to the smell of melted hog fat, you'll wonder how you ever lived without it. <laughs> and uh, all I could think about was the town of Brooks, Alberta. <laughs> Hi, Brooks. <laughs> this episode is for Brooks, you. <laughs> you guys smell terrible. You guys have a bad smell. Yeah. 
what is that? Is that a is that a rendering plant or is it like a hot dog plant or something? Uh, I think it's both. I think it's a hot dog rendering plant. Really? They, they yes, render they, they render fat into hot dogs. <laughs> All right. Is anyone else hungry? Yeah, yeah. I want a hot fat, dog. Fat boots, intestines, <laughs> rat tail, rat tail. All oh, to man. make armor hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I grew up in High River, and uh-huh. there's a, uh, a meat processing plant close to there called uh, Cargill. And yeah, same thing. Like you know, ever so often, when the wind goes the wrong way, you're just yep. like, oh. <laughs> it's like the um, it, it, it's it's like the manure fields blowing in from Lethbridge. Mm. 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 <laughs> Love Good old it. manure fields. Love it. Come when to Alberta. We're stinky. <laughs> <laughs> when the wind blows hard at Lethbridge, which it always does, yes. you can you can smell that manure for miles. <laughs> the backbone of Alberta is our farmers, and they smell terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, farmers. <laughs> yeah, it just it the the thing with the rendering plant is that would cover the entire town. Yeah, yeah. Right? you would smell that for the entire town. It wouldn't it just was, be the house next. Yeah, to it. yeah. If, if the if <laughs> if the rendering plant was zoned that way, which why? Yeah, um, that's like that's a rookie mistake that you learn not to do in Sim City, for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> well, you don't put a residential district next to your coal plant, right? No one likes that. No one will live there. You won't make any income on your taxes. Now, uh, <laughs> yeah, if they complain, though, I just summon a tornado. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I always did. I'm the, God. In I game. always did the robot monster. Yeah, that was fun. From the, mm. I liked that one a lot. That one and a flood. Mm. I thought a flood was very biblical. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, like they they pay their taxes when they know they're being ruled by like an Old Testament. Kind exactly. Of, yeah. 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 Oh they're, yeah. Put like, the fear of God. Not a New open. Testament God. That guy was really chill. But the Old Testament God was just fire just and brimstone, torture. And, yeah. yeah. New Testament is like. Pay your taxes, or like whatever. You know, I'll just Old Testament is like, hey, kill your son. Oh my God, you killed your son! <laughs> I, you told me to. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> I'm gonna a little... send a robot to kill your entire <laughs> family line now. <laughs> Crush. Have you seen that college humor sketch, SimCity SimCity Mayor? I don't think so. It's it's about the it's about the mayor of SimCity running for re-election, and oh. he's like, if you don't vote for me, remember, I can call down a colossal Godzilla-like monster at any time I want. <laughs> My opponent, Jim Neighbors, thinks that I'm insane. <laughs> well, he's right. <laughs> and he pushes a button that just demolishes a <laughs> nuclear plant. <laughs> nice. Oh my god! Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really great for those. Did you ever like load the pre-built cities just yeah. to destroy? Oh, yeah. just to destroy them? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's. I had more fun with that than building a city. It's extremely cathartic. It says a lot about me. <laughs> it does. Yeah. There was there was one where you could raise like uh, little construction guys would like build up hills and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you do that where there's already something existing, you destroy it. Mm. And so I would just like raise a mountain <laughs> in the middle of the city. <laughs> and be, you know, people would be fleeing as their houses were knocked over by this growing, <laughs> this mountain emerging from the ground. Like. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And then I'd build a wind turbine on the top. Mm. Yeah. This is why we're all well-adjusted adults now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, SimCity. Oh, and clearly boy. they didn't play SimCity when they were doing this episode. That's right. Because they would have known not to put the rendering plant there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. They weren't, so. Yeah. We can blame Quimby for that. Oh, Quimby. <laughs> Diamond Joe Quimby. <laughs> Haven't seen him for a while. Nope. 
that's okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we um, there. The this is another episode where they finally mentioned Joe Piscopo again. <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah. I just I love them mentioning Joe Piscopo. It's like they just love shitting on that guy. Yeah. A <laughs> young Joe Piscopo taught us how to laugh. <laughs> A young Joe Piscopo less left Saturday Night Live to conquer Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> is well, it two different flashback episodes where they use Joe Piscopo? Yeah. Is that what you mean? I yeah. See. Well, and th- this is actually one thing I noticed with Lisa's first word as well is that it's it's very cultural heavy, like uh, cultural reference heavy, if that mm. makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like you know? with the with the 80s, they do a really, they, they have a lot of fun setting the episode in the 80s, mm-hmm. in the early yeah. 80s, yeah. right? With the 1984 Olympics, with uh, Walter Mondale, um, <laughs> uh, with the, what was it? Um, and others. A, sorry? And others. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's, there's like a 19... Uh, the 1976 reference to uh, his his cousin Frank Francine joining a cult. I think oh, he's shot up a boo boo now uh, or something. <laughs> oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> reference to Ma Anand Sheila, chief assistant to Indian mystic slash so-called sex guru Raj Nish, a manager of a cult from 1981 to 85. I don't think you're a manager of a cult. You're usually like a leader of a cult. Like a manager would be like, you know, That's have you filled point. out your your proper paperwork? Like, <laughs> That's a good point. They have benefits. They, uh, <laughs> you want vacation time? Just fill out this form. <laughs> First, have charity status. You need to fill out this form. <laughs> Mother Shabubu. Mother Shabubu. That was Mother Shabubu. Yeah. I think it's Mother Shabubu now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll get a, get to all that when we go to the reference desk. That's true. Which is the segment oh, we do here. I see. I see. Sorry. No, if you it. listen to the show. <laughs> Sorry. The listeners can Pent see my anger. tears. <laughs> uh, so, um, what did we think of this episode in general? Like, well, we know what you think. Yeah, I happen to think this is uh, the best episode of The Simpsons. Um, now, my well, question is. Well, I mean, like. <sighs> in terms of uh, emotional resonance, uh, I think most yeah. mostly for you, right? Yeah. In terms of uh, humor, would you would you still chalk it up as one of the best? I would I would chalk it up as as one of the best episodes of The Simpsons simply simply because it covers m- basically everything that The Simpsons is that really you like really great at and what I really really like about them in such an effective way. Uh, like a lot of the jokes are just so funny. Like I love the crusty subplot. Um, <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Um, yeah. I love the can't sleep clown will eat me. Yeah. Um, and I find the, the Flanders family just insufferably cute and stupid and funny, um, which is what they're supposed to be. The first meeting of Homer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, really great. And of course the, the sentimentality of Lisa's first word being Bart and, uh, Maggie's first word being daddy, Mm -hmm. um, is just amazing. It, it, it hits all the right notes, and for me, it doesn't feel overly sentimental. I know there's some people who find it, who find this particular episode a little overly sentimental, and to that I say, "Where's your heart? Where's your heart? Where's your soul?" <laughs> um, because the the way that when when Maggie finally says it, when Maggie Maggie finally says her first word, um, it's it's part of the story. It's not manipulative because it it, it makes sense from where the story was starting from, right? It's not out of place. It just is super effective. Mm-hmm. That's all. Um, 
do you so this is a, something that just struck me do you ever think that because i feel like homer and maggie's relationship is often very strained Mm-hmm. In the sense that Homer forgets who she is mm-hmm. often. <laughs> uh, I think up to this point, we haven't really seen that, though. So, like, for me, yeah. like, this episode really is really touching because it really makes me think, oh, they have this really special bond that we don't really see very often because she doesn't talk and because so she can't really have very many stories dedicated to her. Um, and I wonder if that special bond and that, like, idea is kind of ruined a bit by later episodes with which I think are very funny jokes uh, where, you know, like Maggie or Margaret lady, you got the wrong file. Um, you know, stuff like that, where it's just like, he forgets who she is. He almost sits on her uh, at various points. Um, Maggie's never done anything for me. And she like, just, you know, grabs a beer bottle. It's about to hit him in the head. It's just, yeah, it's like all this <laughs> stuff that it, again is very funny, but like in a sense kind of retroactively ruins this episode for me in a I, sense. I honestly don't think it retroactively ruins it. I think it actually makes it better. Okay. And actually for me, uh, sadder. <laughs> okay. Just because it's like, it's a, the, if, if he had stuck around and heard that, if only he stuck around and heard that, mm-hmm. everything yeah. would be different. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. And she didn't say it again. It's, well, again, it, it's, it's sort of the, it's a couple of things because it's it's the challenge of having a character like Homer, who is who is because it's a cartoon, cartoonishly dumb. Yeah, um, he's and he's also everything that the series needs him to be at whatever exactly. point. Yeah, that they like, want him to be. He's a story Swiss Army knife. Yeah, like he, they can just pull out whatever element that they they need for him. Um, and then the problem of serialization is that after like the longer you keep a story going, the harder it's going to be to to maintain that like. Uh, a deep character moment because mm-hmm. eventually you're going to want to do something that, that goes against it, you know? Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's, I mean, uh, yeah. Did you, yeah, like did I'm of, I'm of two minds. I, like I really, I, I love Homer and Maggie's relationship, uh, in this episode and Maggie makes three, of course, oh, yeah. specifically. Um, that's but, another one that just kills me. And then my, my other mind, the, the <laughs> other half of me is like, I think it's really funny when Homer like forgets who she it's is. It's hilarious. You know? So, Who's so I'm, I'm Margaret very, I'm very Simpson? much, like I, I like part of me wishes it it could go one way or the other and not have both, but at the same time I like both sides, so I don't know. That's the beauty of that's that's like we've we've talked about the problems with starting at zero mm-hmm. in every episode, but that's also one of the wonderful things about starting at zero with every episode, right? Is that you can you can have your cake it's and an eat it too. Universe, yeah, it's it's. It's incredible. Springfield that way. can have whatever it needs at any time. Yeah, it it's can have gorge, the tallest mountain in the, the world. Ocean, yeah. yeah, the ocean. A rendering plant. A uh, rendering plant. A gorge <laughs> that rivals the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, and president's it, house across the street. Yeah, it can just <laughs> it can just have that, right? It yeah, doesn't yeah. matter, right? Um, and that way, these these moments can exist in their own self-contained world, which is why I think a lot of them work so well, but also why it kind of deteriorates over time because yeah. the more the more episodes that you throw in, the less meaningful they all are, right? Which is why after season ten it's just it's it's just a it's a wash. It's too much. Yeah. 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 Um it becomes too much after a while, right? Um which is why South Park started serializing like yeah. completely serializing everything they do, right? Because they they got to a point where it was just like everything is meaningless. Let's make things meaningful, right? Yeah. And I think it was a huge risk for them to take. Did anybody see those? See those seasons? Uh, the only one I can think of is the um, is it Stan getting older or whatever? 
that's that's one. That's where um, it kind of starts. But I that's think. that's that's kind of where it starts. Yeah, but they they rubber band it back. Okay. Yeah. Um. That was kind of a commentary on themselves. Right. Um. But the the episode that they really I find really start doing it is the episodes two hundred and two hundred and one, where they bring back Scott Tennerman and they re- reveal who Carmen's father is and all that sort of stuff from like way back in season three when they were going to talk about that. Right. Um. And then. For the past two seasons, they've been like fully serialized. Like each episode leads into the next one. Oh wow! Right, like wow. ten episode long, long stories. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, some people like it. Some people think it's a little bit. They bit off more than they could chew with that. But what I admire about it is that unlike The Simpsons, who are saying like, "Oh, our new thing is going to be we're going to kill Bart, but it's going to be in a Halloween episode," right? Uh, this, the South Park guys are actually doing something drastically different with their show. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, it, well, it, and it, it's also interesting because, like, the uh, South Park, at least if I remember it right, it started as uh, as very much a commentary on what The Simpsons had become. Like, you know... It, it was an anti-Simpsons. It was an anti-Simpsons, exactly. Like, it was a, it was a reaction. Um, and so for, like, for The Simpsons to get more and more non-sequitur... You know, then it's almost like South Park is like, well, then that's a space we can move into. We can move into where the Simpsons were, you know? Yeah, a little bit. Um, There there was a lot more heart and there's a lot more heart in South Park now Mm -hmm. than there ever has been because of the nature of the serialized uh, TV series. It's still super absurd and weird, right? But that's because those two guys are insane. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But like, as I was was saying, like this, this episode... It just uh, it's just a it's a it's a pinnacle of what you can do with, um, <laughs> with with a cartoon. Yeah, right. It makes you feel everything that a cartoon should make you feel. Like as you were saying, it's like this is what the Pixar people watched to learn how to make you feel feelings. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, and it, I kind of agree with that. That's that's a that's a nice thought, right? Mm. Uh, especially when you think of movies like Wall-E or Up. Yeah. Um, or Toy Story three. Specifically, Inside Out. Ugh. Oh, maybe not. Inside Out. <laughs> you kill me. <laughs> that movie hurt me <laughs> so hard. Inside Out's probably the best, the 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 most apt comparison. Like, yeah, the most like gut wrenching. Yeah. Well, and the relationship between parents and child. Yeah. That are Cars too. Oh yeah, sorry, I totally forgot. Absolutely, yeah. Cars too. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, with um, uh, Mater and Lightning McQueen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are, the, those are the characters. Yeah, just a uh, just a really really heart wrenching story. Michael Caine is a spy car. Right. I Did forgot. Did you see Cars too? No. <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> I didn't think so. I just know there's two characters. One of them's named Mater, and he's mm-hmm. voiced by Larry the Cable Guy, and Lightning McQueen is Owen Wilson. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so. The second one is uh, Mater becoming a spy. That's dumb. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no arguments. <laughs> Sorry, I've been, What can I say? I've just really <laughs> been talking about what I thought about this episode. What did you think, Alan? Uh, oh, I thought I just talked about that. Oh, okay. And the whole Maggie. Right. That's kind of that's yeah. kind of my right. my two that, minds, okay. right? And but I but I do like the episode a lot, and it's a it's it's actually like an iconic one in terms of just kind of, I think uh, of all the flashback ones, this is the one that I find the most canon, I guess. Right. Because um, there's some discrepancies here and there with with all their flashback episodes. Um, in the golden years, not as much. Obviously, as we progress, it gets even more terrible. 
Um, like the grunge episode? The grunge episode, the one where they meet at <laughs> summer camp and don't realize they're Homer and Marge later. Anyway. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's an appropriate reaction. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, this one, this one really, uh, I think solidifies my vision of what young Bart was like, mm-hmm. what mm. Bart and uh, Lisa's relationship is. Um, uh, even Homer and Marge's uh, kind of trying to build a family uh, aspect of themselves. This is, this is a great episode for that because I think it actually makes uh, an episode a season later, uh, Lisa on ice hmm. better. Um, because you, you have that really quickly wrapped up, um, moment at the end where they flash back to all of the good times they've had together. Um, and it's like, what, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. And then you, you get, you can go back and watch Lisa's first word and it's like, oh, that's where it begins. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they may be brother and sister and they may fight every once in a while, but they truly love each other. They are like, like. And even like Homer's triple bypass, the next one, like it, yeah. it shows that like yeah, Bart's a little shithead, but he loves his sister. Like they they are a team. Yeah, it's and also a great just representation of I think uh, like siblings in general. Yeah. Because uh, Jason, I don't know if you have any siblings. Uh, Why? Well, yeah, I do. Okay, yeah, but I uh, well, it's a long story. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for another podcast. Sure. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I know Greg obviously has a little sister, um, so you probably resonate with Bart and Lisa's dynamic more so than than I do because I have a You'd little brother. You'd think so. Okay, uh, <laughs> right. I forgot you're Greg. Um, <laughs> You don't feel things. Um, <laughs> you are a stone man. <laughs> but uh, I know for me, like the, just the idea of uh, I was a middle child, so like that's a different dynamic as You're well. You're Lisa, but uh, I'm Lisa. Yeah, but the idea of uh, that I think a lot of kids feel is when they're an only child and another kid is coming. It's the initial like kind of uh, anger and resentment, and like everyone's going to pay attention to them instead of me. How much older is Heather? Uh, she is three uh, three years older than me. Okay, so she had like. She had a concept. Sorry, of what two, year, two years older. She might okay. She she may not have like a concept of what it would have been, then. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how cognitive you are at two. At two? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. probably not as much as uh, uh, they make Bart to be. Yeah, in, yeah. In this, but because like actually, that would be like wow, he's he's really smart. Yeah. He's like <laughs> he's speaking full sentences mm-hmm. and perfectly, yep. and he's walking around like yeah. with no problem. Yeah. Like, you know, like, heck, if for a two-year-old to have uh, what is it like that pot on his head and like two other things banging and yeah. to, to like to to have the the uh, dexterity to not miss his own head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? and True. also uh, he's in rhythm. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> like he's a little genius. How to inspire a gifted child? Maybe you should have got Bart a drum set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I'm just thinking of all the two-year-olds that sing songs that like have no. <laughs> Tune or rhythm or and he like, could sing in tune. Yeah. yeah, he sang a little spout medley. He he said he knew what a medley was, <laughs> <laughs> and he's two. Yeah, can, can we please have a a like a what if episode someday that is like Bart as the musical genius? This episode clearly indicates he could have been. Yeah, like that. I I always feel so bad for him because he's so obviously like just completely neglected. Yeah, right. Yeah, because like. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't show obvious gifts like Lisa does, mm-hmm. but he obviously is. Well, right? he's he's incredibly high functioning because he's completely aware of the world around him. You know, like he's he's picking up the references from uh, what is it uh, the, the the Tonight Show. Hmm. Um, right. uh, like whether or not he's aware enough to get them, he's like starting to go. Okay, yeah, this is a funny this thing. This is a joke. This yeah. is a joke. <laughs> he like, says Krusty's funny. Yeah. yeah. 
he notices that Krusty's funny. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, duh. That's what Homer says. <laughs> Which is, it's, it, like, I remember thinking, oh, it's kind of a sweet moment. They're watching TV together. Oh, Homer undercut that. <laughs> he's great at that. Yeah, he's great <laughs> yeah. at that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah no I think uh, like the the initial like hesitation to a younger sibling is very real mm-hmm. uh, I know I felt that when my brother was born I was you know I was kind of like oh like he's the he's the baby and like how much older are you him. than your brother I'm three years older than my brother okay yeah. so you might have had uh, you probably had some cognitive yeah I like I understood uh, we actually just recently we watched a Christmas video of when he was a newborn my my brother was a newborn uh-huh. and he's crawling around at Christmas time and I'm I'm like. Just like like, well, here's a present for you, and he doesn't know what's happening. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I'm very I'm very aware of this, my surroundings. Um, but uh, but you eventually get to that point, uh, or at least I do, and Bart does in this episode as well, where you realize like, wow, like this is this is someone that like can look up to me, and this is someone I can protect and like teach teach about the world, even though you're very like you don't know a lot about the world, like you know when you're three or whatever, you don't know everything, but you think like I have someone that I can I can put my knowledge of Ninja Turtles too, mm. you know, like, you know, in, in a way it's almost like Bart is, is experiencing a world outside of himself through Lisa. Right. Like as soon as Lisa, as, as soon as he sees that Lisa loves him, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden that like, it actually helps him grow up a little bit from, yeah. from just a, an impulsive two year old to like, Oh no, I, I have a responsibility. And right. it's, a, it's almost immediate. Yeah. Right. Like you can see it like, boom. Yeah. It's like you, Bart, that's your, that's my. That's your first word, Bart. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I yeah. have a I'm responsibility. I'm important to you. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's it just took him a little longer. And I think, like you know how it's like, um, how they often say that that a father becomes a father when he sees his newborn for the first time or holds his newborn for the first time. It's kind of like that with with siblings. Only it takes a little longer, right? There's yeah. there's going to be a moment where it's like, where it's like my younger sibling will do something, and it's like, oh my God, I have a younger sibling and mm-hmm. it's like I have a protective urge to or like at least an urge to like inspire or be something to them mm-hmm. right um so not mess up <laughs> yeah <laughs> my uh so I I have two mm-hmm. half sisters this is with the long story I'll try to make it fast but okay. uh two half sisters that I only really got to know through Facebook like um okay. Uh, I'd, I'd known they existed, but but uh, just through circumstances, we'd never like built a life together, like in terms mm-hmm. of n- knowing each other. And they live up in Edmonton, and I was in High River, so it was a distance thing. Anyway, um, so uh, I get a message on Facebook, like, "Hi, Jason. I'm Katie. I think I'm your sister." I'm like, blown my yeah. mind, like, because I was raised as an only child. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I get to know them, and it's all great. My my sisters have uh, daughters. These uh, like, and I think this was this is back in 2006, so they were like. Uh, one of them wasn't even a teenager yet, and then the others like were, you know, sixteen, seventeen kind of thing. And so all of a sudden, I went from being an only child to uh, a brother, a huge family. Yeah, know. to being a brother and, and an, an uncle. uncle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I became a protective uncle because, like, they were they my like if my sisters or if my nieces were posting something on Facebook, you know, and I'd be like, why? Who's that guy with his arm <laughs> around her? I'm like, I yeah. will drive up to Edmonton. <laughs> I will uncle buck this. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazed out of work, Uncle. We'll shave your head while you sleep. <laughs> see you in the morning. <laughs> oh God, I need to see that movie again. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like that movie, John Hughes. Um, but sorry. So uh, anyway, ju- just to kind of guess, get back to the 
the sibling thing mm-hmm. is that yeah like that there there was that moment of awakening like yeah. uh, I'm like oh I have a responsibility I you know even though I don't really like these kids are fine without me they <laughs> they were fine without me before they knew they had an uncle you know yeah. but now now the now you feel it anyway mm-hmm. yeah. yeah how old are they which the sisters no the the your your nieces nieces uh Olivia I think just turned 18 oh wow okay. Elizabeth is uh uh, oh crap! I'm a terrible uncle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think she's 22, 23. Spot, oh, okay, yeah, right and on. Uh, Jessica is like 24, I think. Right on, guys. So. If you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's great. Um, I unfortunately like with with my sister, like we're 18 months apart. Okay. Right. So I was I was here. I was, so you pretty much always had a sister. Yeah, I was I was there. 18 months old when when she was born, and is like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm a stupid and baby. Nothing's changed. Yeah, nothing. Nothing's changed. I still don't know what's going on. Um, she's, still say I'm a stupid baby. All yeah, the time. I do. And she's becoming a lawyer, so she didn't so, need my help at all. <laughs> <laughs> she's fucking fine. <laughs> And here you are in your basement. I host a podcast. Recording a podcast <laughs> on a t- program that aired 10 years ago. <laughs> More than 10 20 years, years ago. ago yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I yeah. host a podcast about ancient television. <laughs> I'm famous on the internet. <laughs> I want to be a YouTube famous. That's what I want. Oh, my God. I'm a living joke. <laughs> So let's talk about uh, Maggie's first word. All right. I have some tissues here. I I already had my moment. I it's know. fine. <laughs> I think. You mean like her actual word, like the actual word that she says. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, her first word is daddy. And I think what's really powerful about this moment is uh I mean obviously uh, as we mentioned her bond with Homer uh becomes very apparent, but also uh the fact that both Bart and Lisa refuse to call Homer dad. And he and that he wants it. Yes. He wants to be called dad. Yes. Like this so the first, badly. Like the, the, as soon as we start the flashback, I think uh, like He's Homer, trying to tell Bart to yeah. Yeah, it's like call him daddy. say daddy, say daddy. Homer. The Domer. They say it, it it happens like three or four times throughout the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very much foreshadowed yes. that oh, this yeah. is going to happen yeah. which is why i have no problem with the ending mm-hmm. right yeah because it's 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 so ingrained in the story that this it needs to happen mm-hmm. yep yeah it's, it's, uh, it's just good writing it's guys. great writing yeah. oh yeah <laughs> excellent writing <laughs> very good writing <laughs> very very good writing. um yeah uh, it works really well now um you guys might know better than me in fact i'm certain you will yeah, know probably. better than me uh Excellent We're humility. also humble. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> no, um, now, this episode indicates that Lisa only calls Homer Homer, but I'm pretty sure she's called him Daddy. In oh, other yeah. Episodes. She, she calls him Dad as soon as she gains, like, the, the cognitive function to know that he doesn't like it when yeah. she calls him Homer, right? Yeah, like, th- there's there's other episodes where she says Dad. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. she never calls him Homer. Yeah. Right? Um, but she never calls him Daddy. Fair. Yeah. yeah. She Fair. she always says she she yeah, and she dad says is dad. usually used as a um, a negative dad like, like dad yeah like come on dad you know stuff like that it's it's yeah. not like uh like 
like I love you, Dad. Yeah. Except for the specific moments, obviously, where after she's used it after, as a negative, yeah. <laughs> after he's screwed up and <laughs> like in uh, somehow at least the vegetarian. Him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, what do we think of uh, Elizabeth Taylor as uh, the voice? <sighs> Works well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it works great. <laughs> It's well, you know. I think it, it, there's also that feeling too of like it's it's a voice so outside of the stable of of uh, uh, Simpsons voices, mm-hmm. so that you don't like you don't have that recognition of feeling that kind of sounds like Yardley Smith or yeah, et cetera. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think, and I think that was one of the reasons they did it specifically is they didn't want Maggie to sound like one of the regulars. Yeah, so they wanted a very specific voice for her. Mm-hmm. Great plan. Yeah. yeah, I think it pays off brilliantly. It is. One of my favorite moments in the show of all time, right up there with Sideshow Bob getting hit by Rex. <laughs> Two very different feelings. Very different, yes. <laughs> yeah. But that just illustrates how good this show is. Great yeah. show, you guys. Great, real, real good show. Real good yeah. show. <laughs> so we have a favorite joke in this episode. Um, yeah. Can't sleep. Clown will eat me. Great. Yeah. Jason. <laughs> uh, I think it might be um, uh, the whole, just the whole shtick with Krusty and his burgers. <laughs> Is like it's a fun subplot. Like whenever you go to it, you know you're gonna. It actually in in like everything else that has been reference heavy and emotion heavy, this is like the one area. It's like an island of silliness. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you people are pigs. <laughs> <laughs> like even comes on the episode. <laughs> yeah, he's smoking. Yeah, <laughs> like Not having a good time. Yeah, yeah, so. that's a really funny little subplot. Um, all the little like videos of the you know of like the, the Olympia swimming, yeah. yeah, and like the the <laughs> boxing. Um, all great. Um. My my favorite is uh, I think Grandma Flanders. Oh, I think she's really hello, funny. Joe. Oh, Joe. Hello, Joe. And I we never see her again. Well, so she must dead. die very <laughs> shortly after she's this. She's so dead because she's got dementia and possibly well, Alzheimer's. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she's like locked up in Ned's house somewhere. Oh boy. Oh God. <laughs> uh, like you know, crazy woman in the attic kind of thing. Let's go real quick to the reference desk. Um, Springfield Shopper headline, Mondale to Heart, Where's the Beef? That was a Wendy's slogan mm. at the time. That's um, what I recall. Mondale was a candidate in the 84 presidential election. That's how he won Michigan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've talked about the Mother Shabubu thing. Um, oh, yeah, Miss Pac-Man. They, they oh, mentioned yeah. Miss Pac-Man. Struck uh, a blow for women's rights. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, American actor, Joe Piscopo. Of course. Um the itchy and scratchy cartoon Hundred Yard Gash uses um, music from Chariots of Fire. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> oh God, there's yeah. The sea captain is a Jaws reference. Oh yeah, huge Jaws reference when they're looking yeah. at the houseboat. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, suffering Succotash, Sylvester, Sylvester the Cat. The cat. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then just of course the Olympics in general. Yeah, the, that's, that's the thing that actually happened with yeah. McDonald's. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, David Hasselhoff, reference <laughs> to Knight Rider. <laughs> they have a ha ha ha. Adorable. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so that's 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 the big references there. Um, unfortunately, we should move on. Let's uh, move on. Yeah, because yeah. we are running out of time. To Homer's triple bypass. Yeah, Homer's triple bypass. This is a uh, this is a fun episode. Um, I love this episode. Yeah, me too. Um, oh my god! So, so tell me the go. TV guide synopsis. S- spoiler Greg. alert! There, 
Years of poor eating habits catch up with Homer when he suffers a massive heart attack. The family can't afford the triple bypass operation he needs from Dr. Hibbert, so they go to a dis- discount quack named Nick Riviera. Is this his first appearance, Dr. Nick? I want to say yes. I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, fe- it really feels like it, considering how much he's featured and how much they like go into like establishing his character. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, I, I think there's some stuff that like uh, one-off jokes here that become his taglines later. Like, yeah. hi, hi everybody. everybody. Yeah. Like he only, I think he only does that once in this episode. When he's in the operating room. Right? Yeah. 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 Whereas like, I think every time you see him afterwards, like, like every his, time he, his entrance thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, like I said, I love this episode. I think it's it's really funny. Um, it's got for me the right amount of uh, seriousness to Homer's uh, plight, but not overwrought. Like it's not overly sentimental, but it's mm-hmm. got a nice like nice little moment at the end. And uh, like like we were saying earlier, nice uh, saying goodbye to his kids. You know where he might be um, might be dying. Um, we've had a similar plot like this with the blowfish episode back mm-hmm. in season two. Right. right. Um, but this time it's it's more of a. Uh, in that episode, he was sure he was going to die. Yeah, like he was basically told, "You are going to die," and it was like yeah. a miracle that he didn't. Um, in this episode, it was you know I might die because of complications in the operation. Yeah, and so it was a little more. There was a little less. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it exactly. But yeah. sorry, guys. His first appearance is Bart gets hit by a car. Oh right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, that would have been embarrassing if we didn't catch yes, that. Yes, good, good work, Greg. Thank you. Well, hey, no, you guys could have blamed that on the guest. That's true. I'm the one who and we often it. do. But the thing is, that this is like <laughs> it, it feels like his his first. Appearance. It does, yeah. Um, I feel like he's much more established in this episode yeah. than he was in Bart yeah. gets hit by a car. Like, where did you hide the bodies? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Ah, oh, the car on the. I'm so sick <laughs> so of that sick guy. Of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a joke I didn't get for a long time because I didn't understand what a coroner was. Yeah. And then once I did, I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Everyone you work on dies. <laughs> Which the stakes is, are much higher if you recognize everything they're saying about Dr. Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that he probably would have killed Homer if Lisa hadn't been in the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. totally. Like, you know, when he's when he's watching the video and he's like, ah, blood. Oh, blood, <laughs> yuck. Like, you are a surgeon. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Though I do love the, the video he's watching. It's like, it'll pop open like a rusty drawbridge. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's a that's like such that's, a great image. That's kind of a that's kind of a Hitchcock thing that they just did to like um, <laughs> to, to do, not show you to not well to yeah. not show you, but make you think you're seeing it to yeah. make you imagine it right to make yeah. you oh, imagine totally. there's more violence and gore on the screen than there is. It's very much a Hitchcock thing. Yeah, right. Um, and they they did it. <laughs> they, <laughs> they did, did it. it all right. Yeah, they did it. Like I imagined that. That was horrible. <laughs> oh my god. For so uh, blood, uh, blood. Uh, for me, the can I just jump right to like the sure. the thing that blew me away the most was uh, Homer talking to Mr. Burns, getting fired. <laughs> oh. Is like the way the way Mr. Burns is like intentionally going up and down on this like ride with him, and we see his heart reacting, and then at one point his heart is listening because he didn't understand the st- the statement. That means you're terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> And well, just before that, it's like, you know, you're something, what was the word? Like, you're incompetent or 
Oh, I can't remember you know. what he said. Yeah, but he said he said something like a high, a verbose word, yeah. and 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 the heart goes like closer to the wall. Yeah, like hmm? like <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it means you're terrible. Oh. <laughs> like and then the screen shatters. <laughs> now was that was the animation in that sequence? It felt like more intense, like the way you know the way he was cr- clutching his chest and like the yeah. Way I think most of the times out, like, he like has heart problems in this episode. It, it they kind of up the kind of elasticity of the. Of the character, in a sense, um, like and it, it, it's whole and it, like grabs his chest and like his whole hand goes inside his chest. I, I think that's really great animation direction. Yeah, like, yeah. really great. Direction. You really feel Homer's pain. Yeah, because like when that when that heart breaks, his whole body like basically like crunches in. Yeah, and like all of his lines become sharp, sharp yeah. lines, and he then just tips over. Yeah, like. It's and very much a cartoon, like yeah. a Looney Tunes esque moment. Yeah. yeah, and that's 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 a lot of credit to David Silverman, mm-hmm. like the one of the chief directors of Simpsons. Well, and actually this is another interesting thing talking about like how this this episode doesn't hit you as hard as it could is by 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 giving his like worst heart attack a uh, a Looney Tunes fall. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. we're not as like we're we're not feeling it as painful. Oh yeah, I never I'm never like, "Oh my god, like Homer's had a heart attack." You're like, "Ah." <laughs> they they Funny. they totally <laughs> Funny play stuff. it for laughs and yeah. I mean like Send a ham to his widow. Yeah, send a ham to his widow. Fucking Burns is so <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, he's alive. Cancel, uh, cancel the, the ham. <laughs> Dismember the corpse and send the widow a corsage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the thrashing of a lifetime. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Burns. Mm. There is a Burn, poison Burn, donut, Burn. isn't there? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> I talk to our legal team. They consider it murder. <laughs> Damn their oily hides! <laughs> As if it's their fault. Yeah. Yes, that, that's murder. <laughs> like what? Because they consider it murder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring him to me. It's just like, oh my god! Like that's another like just classic burn stealing the show. Mm. And he's only in that one scene, which is I think so. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Like they could have easily turned this into like a whole lawsuit episode again, mm. but they didn't. They made it a uh, contained family episode. Yeah, with Doctor Nick about medical insurance. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. also like I was thinking, this is a very American episode. Yes, like, yeah. Yes. You know, um, I do like how they it's mentioned. Proto, it's like, proto Breaking Bad, actually. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, I, I do like how they mention like um, like America's healthcare system is second only to Canada. Britain, Finland, <laughs> Japan, Japan, all, all of Europe, Europe really. <laughs> but you can thank your, your lucky, lucky stars, stars we, we don't, don't live in Paraguay. Paraguay. <laughs> <laughs> she just starts crying. Well, and that is actually so like uh, the other stuff to me is funny, but then when Marge cries, all of a sudden then I feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, then then I'm like, oh, you know. Well, that's a, that's another that's another wonderful thing about Homer being a simpleton, right? Mm-hmm. Like he barely understands what's going on. It's Marge who understands what's going on, mm-hmm. right? It's it's her who grounds it completely. Yeah. Right. Um, and like when Homer's explaining to his kids what's going to happen, like <laughs> with the little things, like uh, Bart again is like making kind of like a wisecrack about it mm-hmm. and Lisa is the one who kind of gets it. Yeah. Right? Um, I, w- I mentioned during the episode that when he says, um, when Bart says, oh, I might not have a father. For a while. For a for while. while. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Bart's very aware that his father's extremely lucky. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. To have yeah. Marge. <laughs> well, and, you know, maybe maybe Homer knows that he's lucky, too. Because well, Homer very much knows. Because he wants to be stuffed and put on the couch to scare away potential suitors. Yep. <laughs> Which, as a constant reminder of their wedding vows. <laughs> <laughs> wonder what he thought his wedding vows meant. <laughs> Through life and death, (laughs) he added that monkey powered (laughs) in a monkey piloted rocket ship flying across the alkali. It goes goes on on like like this. this. (laughs) (laughs) Millhouse divided. Can't wait. Great episode. Great episode. Yeah. Um, I I love that little opening. Uh, of this episode, the bad cops. Oh yeah! Oh, nice little God, cops yeah. parody. Yeah, Springfield cops. Bad cops. Bad, bad cops. It's well, and you know, in a way, it's like it's funny, even even though the cops that they're like the show they're referencing is is old enough now that this episode could be seen without knowing cops. You know? Oh yeah, like it's yeah. it's not just that parody. Like, mm-hmm. did you guys uh, ever watch that show? Oh yeah, occasionally. Yeah. Wow, it's bad. <laughs> Oh, it's so entertaining. Oh, yeah. But, wow. Wow. It's just <laughs> domestic it was, disturbances. It was like, yeah. It was one of the first, like, reality shows mm-hmm. in the, every sense of the word. Yeah. Like. Which is garbage TV. Yeah. yeah. Like, who would do that? Like, what <laughs> self-respecting cops would allow that to happen? Most um, of them, I'd imagine. Yeah. What was uh, the... Like I, just how it starts with like there's that guy on the uh, on, on the, the on the building on the edge and <laughs> <He> jumps because <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name Chief um, Chief Wiggum Chief Wiggum is like you know come you know come on yeah. in and he jumps and he's like eh, eh, crazy that crazy yeah. <laughs> and they're just watching cops <laughs> yeah <laughs> while eating chips and then watching Krusty yep yeah itchy and scratchy um, and then he. <laughs> They go to the, like the actual kind of segment in the episode um, of cops in Springfield, as it's called, um, is them arresting Snake or going to arrest Snake, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, from Seven Forty Two Evergreen Terrace. He sure is, which is the Simpsons' uh, most often used address. Yeah, their address is varied throughout the series, but uh, for example, in New Kid on the Block, I believe it was Ten Ninety Six. Yeah, Evergreen Terrace. Yeah. So just um, one long street. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody lives in Evergreen Terrace. Yeah. We see that in the episode Reverend two. Lovejoy lives right next to uh, <laughs> Snake, apparently. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, like, uh, how would uh, Reverend... Apu lives in, on Evergreen Terrace. Mm-hmm. How, um, how would uh, Reverend Lovejoy not phone the cops about the house <laughs> that has all the cows in front of it? <laughs> he probably did phone oh, the that's house. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Or just let his dog shit on the <laughs> lawn. That's it. Don't stop, stop the, the music. music. Here on Ned's lawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my god! Love joy. Um, and Snake, I love Snake's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, cops. Cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, we're we're now into the era where that's his voice. That's him now. Yeah. Because we've heard him be voiced like we've we've heard that voice in a couple of different like stock characters. Right. But I think they've that right about now they've solidified. Snake. Snake yeah. is this voice. Mm. Yes. So, yay. Mm. <laughs> so, hooray. <laughs> Snake jailbird. <laughs> awesome. Good for him. Good for him. <clears throat> so, uh, what, what else do we got to say about this episode? 
Uh, we we actually talked quite a bit about it in our preamble. It's true, which is yeah. a little um, weird, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to pop into the reference desk? Yeah, let's go over there. Beep, yeah. beep, Why not? Beep, 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 beep. Um, there's plenty. <laughs> Cops, obviously. Cops, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> when Homer is performing a uh, sock puppet show to Lisa, he uses. Um, he uses Akbar and Jeff, uh, characters from Groening's weekly comic Life and Hell. Oh, okay. The, you mean the, the, the little the little finger the puppets? little finger puppets? Yeah, oh. I believe. I was going to say they're not sock puppets because he's afraid of them. Yeah, that's sock puppets. Where? <laughs> Where? <laughs> no, yeah, he uses Akbar and Jeff. I believe that is the only time Groening would have Groening ever allowed his Life and Hell characters to be used oh, in the wow. television. Because um, Life in Hell was what he was uh, initially supposed to pitch James L. Brooks, right? Uh, for The Simpsons, like for like for a television show, but he wanted he didn't want a studio to get their hands on that because they were his thing, right? Yeah. And so that's why he came up with The Simpsons, and so legend has it, the waiting room of L- James L. Brooks's office. Huh. Um, so I mean, yeah, there's inspiration for you. Um, <laughs> and uh, when Homer has some of his uh, initial. Uh, Heart palpitations. He's following the uh, how the birthplace of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Hans Mole Man yeah. dies once again. Now you've done it. <laughs> now you've done it. <laughs> like how the house it just like starts burn. burning before it even goes off the road, and then it's just like as it's going over the edge, just like <laughs> whoosh, catches on fire. <laughs> <laughs> now. Now, now, do do we know now what Matt done. Groening's problem was with Hans Molman? No, he just said he hated him. <laughs> it's all he's just like, I hate that character. Kill him. So every time Hans Molman makes an appearance, they kill him off more or less. And th- then the, they, but the writers and the animators love him so much that they yeah. bring him back. <laughs> and then Matt Groening's like, Stop bringing him back. You you killed him. Kill him again. <laughs> Isn't there anyone in this cemetery who's actually dead? I didn't want to make a fuss, <laughs> but now that you mention it, it's lowered into the ground. I'm going to get your lucky charms. Oh, no, my brains. <laughs> he di- he's, he's the show's Kenny. Yeah. Before Kenny. <laughs> oh. There's a beetle on the side of the bus. Don't worry, I'll get it. Or a gremlin, sorry. Oh, <laughs> dear. He, like, gracefully goes down, taps the tree, and explodes. <laughs> <laughs> they just love killing Hans Moleman. It's yeah. so great. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, oh. oh man. Um, during this scene, Homer starts to hear a heartbeat, and that's of course a reference to the Telltale Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> and the scene where Homer sings in a church—I didn't know this uh, because I haven't seen this movie. Um, it, where his voice changes is a uh, reference to the Steven Spielberg film Empire of the Sun. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that movie All on your knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, my voice changed. Oh, night. <laughs> but Christ is born. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if... I, I, I thought maybe this was a reference to The Graduate when Lisa bangs on the window and says, Hey! Uh, it could be a, could that, be a one that could day. be that could oh, be a, a visual yeah. reference to the graduate. There's a much more um, implicit reference to the graduate in Lady in, Bouvier's yeah. Lover, um, but Mrs. yeah, that, Bouvier. yeah. <laughs> that that could be the 
that could that could be one. Could right be inspiration there. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, Nick is funny in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny, which leads me to what uh, a beautiful day. I will go I out the, take the window. Yeah. <laughs> like one hand washes the other. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> Like um, that leads me to my favorite joke, and it was the it was a it was a joke that I that I quoted for years when I saw this episode. It was the um, like the knee bones connect to the something, <laughs> something's connected to the red thing. The red thing's connected to my wristwatch. Uh oh, <laughs> I just thought that was so funny as a kid. Like I don't think it's my favorite joke now, but it just stuck with me. For so long that I I can't get rid of it. It's I I found it just so great that I found yeah. myself singing it hmm. like all day after after that. I thought it was so funny. It was uh it was the the moment just before that I think when Homer's going under mm-hmm. and he's like, what, what the, the hell, hell is that? Is that? <laughs> oh my god, that's like my nightmare. Like <laughs> I've never had major surgery, thank God. But if I ever did, that would be like as I'm going under, like some some doing something. Like obviously that's a big one, but just anything the doctor would do that would make me think, uh oh, I'm dead now. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I won't ever wake up. This is it. This is how I die. Yeah. This is yeah. probably it. Yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> is that? Oh god. Oh man. What about you, Jason? What was your favorite joke? Was it the um, was it the listening heart? Yeah, that, it's the the, it, that whole sequence. I think, like you know, and the, the listening heart is kind of like the lead up to mm-hmm. the to the perfect punchline. Like, it's just this because it's it's everything's like up down up down question mark, <laughs> bam. That's <laughs> <laughs> a it's a good vaudeville. Yeah, sequence. yeah, it, it totally is. It totally yeah. is. Like it's it's like it's classic joke telling. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. That's it's it's very similar to the uh, Frogert joke that we just talked about recently. Oh yeah, like, that's good. That's bad. That's good. That's bad. <laughs> Contains sodium benzoate. That's, that's bad. That's bad. Uh, can I go now? <laughs> <I'm going> now. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same kind of joke structure. Yeah. Um, I have two jokes I want to mention. Uh, one is one that I always find very funny, and it's so simple. And it's it's the kind of thing that I love that Simpsons does in in the golden years that well it, it never does now because they they don't trust their audience enough I think with certain jokes um, and it's <laughs> it's when it's like oh this uh, this um, radioactive dye will show us all your like your blood <laughs> circulations like but doctor I haven't injected the dye yet good lord <laughs> and then just Homer's hi <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's like <laughs> he's so oblivious he's just like hi guys. What's going on? It's well, like it's that sudden, sudden imposition of context, you know. Like, <laughs> how do you think they would present that now? Um, the same joke? Yeah, like that idea. I just, I feel like at the very least, the high wouldn't be in there. Like they, the end of the joke would be "Good Lord." Oh, okay. Yeah, they'd just cut away. Yeah, yeah. Um, or it'd be something like zany. I don't know. It just seems zany these days. Mm. Oh, you're right. It is. Yeah. It's 100%. <laughs> another another one is the Marge on the Lamb where she's shooting the cans. Mm-hmm. And the guy comes and it's like, my cans. <laughs> my precious antique cans. Oh, look what you've done to them. <laughs> and then it cuts away. That's perfect. That's all you yeah. need. I feel like now he'd like chase them and they'd like run away and there'd be some madcap adventure mm-hmm. with the crazy man. Yeah. Um, but the other joke in this episode that I really liked is... Uh, when the guy goes to buy some jerky at Apu's. <laughs> <laughs> Very quick one. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Hey, can I get some jerky? Would you like some vodka with that? Oh, what the hell? Sure. <laughs> 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 uh, 
perhaps I have led to this <laughs> to this terrible terrible circumstance with my high, you know with my sugary snacks. Yeah, you know, and yeah, it's and that's a great Apu joke that they they mine a lot, where you know Apu feels some kind of remorse for his business tactics, but then immediately keeps doing them. <laughs> exactly. How much is this carton of milk? Twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly expensive. <laughs> How much is your penny candy? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that's, uh, yeah, those are my, my standout jokes. Nice. There's also that, uh, I think we all laughed at the um, the one with, uh, you're a dull boy, Billy. Oh, God, yes. That's that's a classic joke for me. I love that Yeah, one so I was much. surprised that you didn't yeah. mention that one. I, I guess think we I, probably I've mentioned should. it on the podcast before, yeah. so maybe that's why I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, the... The it's the the wise guy voice, of course, yeah, which is great. Yeah. Um, it's like, where's that guy going? Like Billy, remember that old Chrysler we just couldn't fix? I'm gonna sell him to Mister Nicopopoulos. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> just like it's just like a random Greek name. <laughs> Who's Mister Nicopopoulos? I just lo- I just love the idea of, too of like Billy. Like you can see the wheels turning in his head when he says that, and he's just like, "Well, we sold that to Mister Nicopopoulos, so I don't." <laughs> We're gonna sell him to like that doesn't make any sense, but that's what we did with You're the Chrysler. A dull so. boy, Billy. Dull boy, Billy. <laughs> it's a Plymouth. Plymouth, sorry. Which is owned by Chrysler, so technically you're right. That, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, what do we think of this episode? Love it. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Yeah. One of my faves of the season, I think. Yeah, it um, it strikes a really great balance. We've been talking about it like. Uh, between these two episodes, we have one that is um, that is sweet and sentimental first, and funny second. And that's I think Lisa's first word. And this is an episode that could have been like dramatic and sweet and sentimental first, and funny second. But instead, they decided to flip that mm-hmm. and they decided to go with the inverse, which was I think a really interesting idea given the subject matter. Yeah, which was um, I think we just mentioned it was pitched by James L. Brooks. Um, this idea for mm. him to have a heart attack. Um, so good for you, James. <laughs> <laughs> you really nailed that one. <laughs> Got uh, other people to write it. And I, th- I think the other one interesting thing too is that at no point is anybody questioning, uh, except for very briefly with his uh, when when Marge gives him oatmeal. Nobody's questioning uh, his life choices. Like nobody, nobody's saying like you need a heart bypass and you need to stop eating and drinking beer. Like you know it's. And I don't think that. I think it's good that they show that's what led to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they but they they never make it a moral, like, uh, they they never shame him for his own sins. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, yeah. I don't. They do in later episodes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They really do. I um, like he he totally brought this on himself. Yeah. Um, Oh man, and we didn't even mention the insurance salesman. the 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 nicest insurance salesman of all yeah. time, and Homer being surprisingly competent. <laughs> well, uh, in, except for in his just, insurance fraud, just barely, <laughs> just barely. <laughs> I meant I thought that said brain hemorrhages. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> now let me tell you something, Mr. Sucker. Sucker. Oh wait, oh, hold on. You have to sign it first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, or even even before it's like, just have to ask you a few questions. Questions? <laughs> no. Questions? Uh, my whole scheme in. I mean, fire away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's bad. Oh, like, good. And then he goes and puts like one arm. It's like, yeah, he's go ahead. <laughs> act casual. Yeah. yeah. I made an H. <laughs> nope, that doesn't count. It's, it's like, like an, an X. X. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a free calendar? Okay. 
<laughs> he's so nice. He's great. He's like that such a nice well. insurance salesman. Yeah. He yeah. he feels like a uh, a relative of um, Troy McClure, maybe like or no, not Troy McClure. That guy who Lionel like, Hutz. Lionel Hutz. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Could he, be. Yeah. He kind of feels like a little bit of a stand-in, just like the real estate agent in Lisa's first word. Yeah. Could have yeah. very well been Lionel Hutz and would have been if it was season nine. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Because he's a real estate agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that episode. Not even the insurance salesman. Like, he wouldn't yeah. be an insurance salesman. No. 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 I can't believe it's not. I can't believe it's a law. And firm. if he was, he would just let Homer sign it. He wouldn't ask him. Any oh questions. yeah, hundred percent he would. Um, <laughs> but I, like, I think all of that, like the the insurance salesman, that whole scene adds to the madcap nature mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. of the show, which which takes away from the from the sentimentality, which could have overloaded the show. Luckily, we we get a few moments of it to of, of sweetness as to not like overload the episode. Mostly in the scenes where he's saying what could very well be his last words to his children. Mm -hmm. And finally, when we see him out of the operating room, Marge crying tears of joy and like seeing this, like obviously worn Homer being like, okay, right. I'm okay now. Right. Um, yeah, I think those, I think, I think those few scenes do a wonderful job to balance this episode with its madcap nature. And it, it turns out to be one of the most, like, I think, even-handed episodes of the in, of the entire season, just because it's like, yeah, we'll take this and this, we'll take crazy elements, we'll take really real elements, and then we'll put them all together and throw them in a ball and show you what it is, and it's mm-hmm. re- it's really wonderful. Making these two episodes, um, two of the best that we've that I think we've seen so far. Agreed. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, you said it all. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we just roll credits now. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we do that, before before we do that, um, I think it's uh, did we did we go to the reference desk with this? Yes, yeah, we, did. we did. I sorry, I'm I. I have that's how men- we got onto the Hans Molman. Uh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, uh, Jason. Yes. Do you have anything to plug before we go? Oh well, thank you. <laughs> I think you do. Yes. <laughs> this uh, this podcast reaches usually about a hundred people. So. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, and there may be some some uh, what do you call it cross pollination there in terms of interests. Uh, so uh, we've got a show coming up called King Kirby, which is a play about Jack Kirby, the guy who created the Avengers, Fantastic Four, X Men, Hulk. Kirby. Okay. Yeah. Kirby's yeah. Dreamland. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. created Kirby's Dreamland. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't know if he created it, but he was definitely the inspiration for That's it. That's right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, Cap- did I say Captain America? Well, you did he again. Did now. Yeah, did, yes. either way. Now I did. Yeah, he created Cap. Uh, Cap. Um, basically, he created these characters that are now a billion-dollar movie industry. Uh, and yet, most people know Stan Lee, but they don't know Jack Kirby. And so this play is basically about why that is. Mm. Uh, like you, you've like there, there were choices in his life that maybe if he'd gone the other way, yeah, I don't know. I don't like nobody could out Stanley Stanley, right? But Jack may at least have been more known, right? You know, mm-hmm. totally. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we're doing cool. that show April fifteenth uh, uh, to the twenty third, and uh, the Pop House Theater, SageTheater dot com. The other thing, and this will be connected to something we'll talk to you guys about out- offline as well, is uh, we're going to be doing a screening of the Fantastic Four. Fan Four stick? Uh, the, the the most recent <laughs> one? one or no, the... not Fan Four stick. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they. That's how they market that's it. Uh, no, it's the two thousand five. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, 
Oh, the slightly better one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> with, with the the uh, pre Captain America Chris Evans. He, That's right. Inimitable That's Michael Chiklis. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's favorite Ian Gruffudd. Gruffudd. I don't know how to pronounce the name. Yon. He was in Titanic. Uh, and uh, the Doctor from Nip Tuck as Doctor Doom. That's right. And Jessica <laughs> Alba. And Jessica Alba as Invisible Girl. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna do a screening of that, and we're gonna you know we're gonna have some fun with it as a fundraiser, and that's on April third. Sweet, yeah, that'll be ridiculous. And that's at the Globe Theaters. Ah. So. Oh, cool! Yeah. I like the Globe. The Globe mm. is really fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's a really great place. It's like my whole world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Earth. You know what's Planet. um? What's, <laughs> while we're on that, what's I think what's really great about um about plays like King Kirby um and just like recent things that are coming out now mm-hmm. is that people are not just comic book nerds anymore mm-hmm. are like because most comic book fans really know who Jack Kirby is. Yeah, right? it's almost impossible if you're a comic book fan not to know. But like the general populace with plays like this coming out mm-hmm. are starting to know who really. And like, like who the authorship really belongs to, right? Yeah. It's not just one person. Yeah, it's more than that, right? Like, and with plays like that, it helps shed more light on people mm-hmm. like um, uh, Bill Finger. Yeah, right. Yeah, Steve Ditko. Yeah, Steve Ditko. Yeah. Uh, all those guys who are kind yeah. of lost to the sands of time mm-hmm. are having kind of their second shot. Well, and like what, what's interesting <laughs> about this show is that, like, because uh, I was at I was at the Red and White comic show uh, last weekend, and they were saying uh, somebody was saying, "Oh, you should do another play about Bill Finger, and you should do another play about mm. Steve Ditko." And what I what I kind of I thought about it a bit, and I was like, "Well, it would be kind of cool to do a play about each one. They're all they're all interesting guys." But also this play and the way it's structured, because it takes you from Kirby age eight to eighty, you mm. zip through that life. Um, but what it does is it it kind of gives you an introduction to that world, so that you hear Kirby's story and then you can understand Ditko's story and you can understand Bill Finger, like y- because you understand the world that spawned that whole situation. He you know? serves as kind of a composite. Yeah. Right. A stand in for all of these guys who were kind of forgotten. Yeah. Right? yeah it exactly. just happens to be him. Right. And if you yeah. want to know more about them, mm-hmm. which you should, right? yeah. you can absolutely check that out. Right. Yeah. Uh, my personal favorite is Bill Finger. Like mm-hmm. the Bill Finger story is my is, is my personal favorite because he's Batman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And Batman's my favorite. Like, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Jack Kirby. His his influence on the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we all know and most of us love, yeah, um, cannot be understated. No, right? No. It's it's and bonkers how few people know about it. it well, and and like uh, when you see something that is like it's not like Jack drew characters that they then just immediately turned into movies the way we now see them. Like yeah. they, they've had to make translations and and adaptations totally. But but the fact that there is still uh, like in 2016, uh, there's going to be a movie coming out about a guy who throws a shield really hard, <laughs> you know, that that came out of a out of a guy trying to find uh, a hero during World War II to come mm-hmm. up with a hero during World War II, you know, um, and that that there's a clear lineage there of that idea that it hasn't gone away is fascinating. Or like Batman versus Superman has hinted that Darkseid is going to show up. Darkseid's a Kirby character, like whole cloth. He created that for the new gods. And, you know, and then DC brought that into their whole, their general universe. So it's like, it's, it's, it's becoming increasingly difficult to find something Kirby hasn't touched, <laughs> you know? So that, which is, I think why it's so fascinating. The guy was like a dynamo of creative energy. Mm-hmm. So, and it's always neat to see 
the life of those characters. Yeah. And I understand there's a bunch of like historical characters that walk in and out like uh Wortham yep. from the comics uh, code um and um Patton. Yep, General Patton, Federico Fellini. Fellini. Yep. <laughs> and some other very lesser known uh comic book pioneers yeah. that are yeah. are featured that um probably have not had their time in the sun. Mm-hmm. Joe so, Simon, yeah. Yeah, we're we're all looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So that's King Kirby at uh, Sage Theater. SageTheater.com. SageTheater.com. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Do you have anything to plug, Alan? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work anymore. Well, there's a the Left Behind show coming up. Great. On March twenty seventh. Sunday, mm-hmm. March twenty seventh. I'm gonna give you both tickets as soon as I we won't go be off there. here. I'm just gonna <laughs> give them to you anyway. I'll be in the Dominican. Because they're free. So you can give them They'll, to whoever you want. Well, give them to someone else. I'll be I'm, in the Dominican. I'm going to give them to you because oh. you're my friend. So <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you can give them to somebody else. I, that's just work. pay it you're forward. Just giving me work. <laughs> pay it forward. <laughs> give it to somebody them, at the locker. Leave room. them in the locked room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. You got tickets to this band you don't know. <laughs> it's a good band. I, I agree. I think anyway. It's a great band. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Right it's on. It's just an okay band. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. I love you guys. <laughs> All right, that hey. about does it here for us. Uh, next thanks to Jason Memmel for uh, joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks so sir. much, Jason. Oh, thanks and, for having uh, me. And next time, uh, our podcast is going to be brought to you by uh, Brockway, Ogdenville, and North Haverbrook. That really put them on the map. That's what right. is it? It's Marge versus the Monorail. And Selma's, Selma's choice. choice. Duff Gardens, hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I? Uh, if you have any questions, comments, corrections, or omissions, please send them our way at the Hammock District on third at gmail.com. That's a numerical three. And you can follow us on Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod. <laughs> Jason's hearing this for the first time. That's <laughs> always so laughing. Um, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod and uh, check us out on Facebook. Give us a like, give us a subscribe on iTunes. We can use reviews on iTunes too. That's always fun. Yeah. And uh, remember, March 15th is when What Went Wrong finally drops, where the um, old Cinepals podcast used to be. So if you subscribe to the Cinepals, guess what? You subscribe to What Went Wrong now. We already have you. (laughs) Uh, Good times. Good times.